In this presentation, we will take a look at the business deduction of insurance related to a sole proprietorship generally reported on a Schedule C. This information can be found in Publication 334. Insurance. You generally can deduct the premiums you pay for the following kinds of insurance related to your business. Now, first off, of course, note that there's a lot of different kinds of insurance. So we'll go through the different kinds of insurance. The other thing we have to note is that we typically prepay insurance. We usually pay for insurance. We have to pay for insurance before they give us coverage. The coverage then happens after the payment for the insurance. So those are two kind of things that are a little unusual related to insurance and things, therefore, that we must address fairly specifically back to the text. Number one, fire, theft, flood, or similar insurance. Number two, credit insurance that covers losses from business bad debt. Number three, group hospitalization and medical insurance for employees, including long-term care insurance. Number four, liability insurance. Number five, malpractice insurance that covers your personal liability for professional negligence resulting in injury or damage to patients or clients. Number six, workers' compensation insurance set by state law that covers any claims for bodily injuries or job-related diseases suffered by employees in your business regardless of fault. Number seven, contributions to state and unemployment insurance fund for, are deductible as taxes if they are considered taxes under state law. Number eight, overhead insurance that pays for business overhead expenses you have during long periods of disability caused by your injury or sickness. Number nine, car and other vehicle insurance that covers vehicles used in your business for liability damages and other losses. If you operate a vehicle partially for personal use, deduct only the part of the insurance premium that applies to the business use of the vehicle. And we might have to use some type of percentage. Uh, and you might use the mileage type of percentage, total miles that are business versus the miles that are uh, total miles for the car and use that percentage, that ratio to then think about how much of the insurance might be deductible back to the text. If you use the standard mileage rates to figure your car expenses, you cannot deduct any car insurance premiums. So notice that the insurance premiums are only deductible under the actual cost method. So we'd have to actually be doing the actual cost. If we use the mileage method, then it's, it's something that should be included in essence within the mileage method calculation. And therefore you can't take the deduction for insurance because it's supposedly kind of part of the package deal when you take the mileage method for it. Number 10, life insurance covering your employees if you are not directly or indirectly the beneficiary under the contract. Number 11, business interruption insurance that pays for lost uh, profits if your business is shut down due to fire or other causes. Non-deductible premiums. You cannot deduct premiums on the following kinds of insurance. One, self-insurance self reserve funds. You cannot deduct amounts credited to the reserve set up for self-insurance. This, this applies even if you cannot get business insurance coverage for certain business risks. However, your actual losses may be deductible. For more information, you can see publication 547, Casual D Disaster. So in other words, you might set up kind of your own type of insurance fund and say, hey, this is my fund that I'm setting aside for a personal insurance fund in case of some type of disaster. That's a form of self insurance typically and the irs says well no you can't you can't have your own funds in, in a self-insurance fund 
uh, typically to get the deduction. So if, you, if that's something you're considering, take a look at publication, IRS website, iris.gov, pub or publication 547, casualty, disaster and theft. Number two, loss of earnings. You cannot deduct premiums for a policy that pays for your lost earnings due to sickness or disability. However, see item eight in the previous list. Number three, certain life insurance and annuities. For contracts issued before June 9, 1979, you cannot deduct the premiums on a life insurance policy covering you, an employee, or any person with a financial interest in your business if you are directly or indirectly a beneficiary of the policy. You are included among possible beneficiaries of the policy if the policy owner is obligated to repay a loan from you using the proceeds of the policy. A person has a financial interest in your business if the person is an owner or part owner of the business or has lent money to the business. B. Contracts issued after June 8, 1997. You generally cannot deduct the premiums on any life insurance policy, endowment contract, or annuity contract if you are directly or indirectly a beneficiary. The disallowance applies without regard to whom the policy covers. Number four, insurance to secure a loan. If you take out a policy on your life or on the life of another person with the financial interest in your business to get or, to get or protect a business loan, you cannot deduct the premiums as a business expense, nor can you deduct the premiums as interest on business loans or as an expense of financing loans. To the event, in the event of death, the proceeds of the policy are not taxed as income, even if they are used to liquidate the debt. Self-employed health insurance deduction. You may be able to deduct the amount you paid for medical and dental insurance and qualified long-term care insurance uh, for you and your family. How to figure the deduction. Generally, you can use the worksheet in the instructions for Form 1040 to figure your deduction. However, if any of the following applies, you must use the worksheet in Chapter 6 of Publication 535. So in other words, there's a kind of an easier worksheet that you can take a look at in the instructions of Form 1040. So you can go to the uh, IRS website, irs.gov, look up the instructions for 1040. And then if any of these apply, then we have to go to the more complex calculation type of worksheet that can be found in publication 535 these items include you have more than one source of income subject to self-employment tax you file form 2555 or 2555 ez related to foreign uh foreign earned income you are using amounts paid for qualified long-term care insurance to figure the deduction use publication 974 instead of the worksheet in the instructions for form 1040 if the insurance plan established or considered to be established under your business was obtained through the health insurance marketplace and you are are claiming the premium tax credit so this deals with kind of affordable care act type uh, information back to the text prepayment you cannot deduct expenses in advance even if you pay them in advance so this is one of the other key points with relation to insurance so we've gone over what insurance is going to qualify all the different types of insurance now we have the fact that insurance in general is a prepayment meaning you pay for it before you get the benefit and so let's just consider that in our worksheet if we prepay for something and we're on a cash basis that means that we we get the expense we we would record the expense at the point of payment so we would re record the expense here 
even though we have not yet gotten the benefit on a cash basis. And so from a tax perspective, that would be good because that would make us look bad, meaning our expenses would be higher, net income would be lower, we then pay less taxes. So that would be good for taxes. We would call that a deduction for taxes, which is good, rather than an expense for financial accounting, which would be bad, but they're the same thing. And so note the IRS then doesn't like that because the IRS is going to be skeptical of a prepayment that you made on an expense that then gets a deduction because they feel like you should pay taxes on that. So that's one area that usually, whether you're using a cash method or an accrual, or even if you're using a cash method, you basically have to jump to an accrual method because the IRS is suspicious of prepayments. So you can't, in other words, if you were to prepay like five years worth of insurance today, you couldn't just take the deduction today. And most of us prepay, maybe if you pay one month ahead, it's not a big deal. But if you pay like a year for a year's policy, then part of that policy will lie in the tax year and part of the coverage will be in the following tax year. And that's going to be part of the prepayment that we'll have to deal with uh, with relation to insurance. So this is the other kind of issue regarding insurance. We have the kinds of insurance, what qualifies as insurance, as for a deduction, and then this prepayment issue. Back to the text. This rule applies to any expense paid paid far enough in advance to, in effect, create an asset with a useful life extending substantially beyond the end of the current year. Here's an example. In 2018, you signed a three-year insurance contract. Even though you paid the premiums in 2018, 2019, 2020, when you signed the contract, you can only deduct the premiums for 2018 on your 2018 tax return. You can deduct in 2019 and 2020 the premium allocated to those years. More information for more information about deducting insurance, see Chapter 6, Publication 535. So you can go to the IRS website, Publication or PUB 535.